forever. Dog. That's so fun. I love the three, two, one claps. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another new episode of Very That. I think this is episode four. This is episode four. Yes. Oh, we're doing this, sis. We are on episode four. This is what's weird. Is like, why are we both um, wearing polka dots? Like, this wasn't. I haven't talked to you about clothing at all so i don't know how that happened well i think it's just because after a while it's like you know how women have their cycles together it becomes right. sort of symbiotic okay. and, and there's a togetherness to it and we've always had that kind of thing i mean you can see it in a lot of the pictures from our old school era there are moments where we just don't even plan it it just oh that's sort true of, we've had we've shown happens. a couple of those yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. interesting I, I think so but you'll you'll have to excuse i was going to try to get in drag today but first of all it is one of the most uh Piping, uh, excruciating, hot. It's gross uh, outside. Uh, it's gross outside. It's and gross. I and my apartment is not air conditioned. And right now I'm in uh, the process of preparing for a video shoot tomorrow. I'm doing a music video for a new song that's coming out. Since nice, since nice. we have this this platform, I'm just going to go ahead and promote a uh, secret song that should be out uh, hopefully a by a secret. And then of course, in in normal Raja style, I have to style myself. So a lot of it of also comes with the. The process of doing all the tedious work, including sewing on paillettes, rhinestoning, um, and just generally throwing shit around, trying to find stuff that I, but you know, I'm, thought I remember. You know, you I've I've <laughs> seen you do it. You know what I'm talking about. But what if, I'm so glad you said paillettes. But what about when people say paillettes? Paillettes. Well, they're gross. That? No, they're, I've never seen gross. that. <laughs> paillettes. I always have a problem, like when I'm in, like let's say, uh, the UK or. Um, Australia, and they refer to rhinestones as diamantes. Oh, I haven't heard that. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it, but it's just kind of like, oh, it's a diamante. I'm doing. I'm saying it all right. I'm so, saying it all wrong. It's. I re- well, there used to be a car called like a diamante, like a. I think it was like a <laughs> Nissan diamante. Something. There was a diamante. I swear there was. No, there wasn't. Diamante. There was a car called a diamante. The new diamante. <laughs> it sounds like one of those like uh, imposter perfumes you might get. If you that- like diamonds, you like my. They're all back here. So- <laughs> I, I don't know. We probably talked about it because in our in our friendship and most people's friendships, you you do repeat things over and over again. Right. But I'm really fascinated with that dollar store giant lipstick shape perfume. This what in God's name? I love it. I love okay. it, and and well, and I'm surprised it hasn't burnt a hole through your skin. It, it I don't really use it. Uh, I just like it for the little shape. But there's four of them, <laughs> and they're four different colors, and they're four different scents. And they don't really. They just call this one's called like flirt, be flirty, be sexy. They're all be something, mm-hmm. and um, they smell like designer imposters. But they don't say what they're supposed to smell like. But it, they're mm-hmm. all essentially smell like juicy couture. 
Because <laughs> that's a popular fragrance profile for a young oh, yes. person. Yeah, sort of yeah. candy, floral, all sort of mm-hmm. mixed together. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're definitely more... I, I'd like to think that I know a lot about scents, and I have a certain certain profiles that I like, but I always like listening to you talk about fragrance because you... I love it. I love um, fragrance. Yeah, there's a certain way you articulately describe... Ooh. Oh, there's a poetry to it, if you will. Maybe I should go to school for that. Now, we can do anything now that the world's about to end. We can... Um, Go, I can go to school and I can I can learn learn what it is to be a a fragrance maker. Maybe I would. Like my that. my sister suggested because I quit college about two and a half years into it, and mm-hmm. my older sister Rohana she said, "Why don't you just go online and finish off the two years? Like you might as well." And I'm like, "I'm 46. What am I going to get with a bachelor's degree in arts? I am now, you know, whatever. Uh, that that that's a whole other topic. But it does for me." It helps lead us into um, a very important topic of conversation. And I know that you are going to be a lot smarter and more. You'll just know more because first things first, let's talk about the debates. Oh, first, God. please, let's talk. Let's oh, talk about it because you, you you're so smart. And when I watch, you know, when I watch you talk about it or just uh, your awareness of of politics and while we were growing up, it was never really a big conversation. But I always kind of uh, you're sort of like the Bill Maher in, in real life for me. Like I go to you to for those moments. I mean, I appreciate that, but I think we're all we're all on the same level of frustra- frustration mm-hmm. and and understanding. Because at this point, we don't even need to know the in- intricacies of anything. Right now, all we have to understand is what we all already understand. We oh. do not. We didn't want four years of this, and I don't mm-hmm. think we want four more years of it. And unfortunately, when we saw the debate. There was a lot of screaming back and forth and a lot like I, I posted on my Instagram. I was like, this reminds me of like yo mama. Like that's that was it was like, <laughs> yes. well, your mom's fat. Well, your son's on Coke. Well, I don't give a fuck. The day after and actually during, well, you know, because of course as I'm watching it, I'm also following it on my phone to see what right. everyone's comments are. But some people acted like as if they were shocked by his behavior. Right. And I'm like, what are you so fucking shocked about? This is mm-hmm. the way exactly the way he treated Hillary Clinton. He talked down. He, uh, you know, he uh, was it then that he called her a nasty woman? I don't know. It, but it was it was out of control then. And what's so new about it four years later? And there's a part of me, and and I don't. I'm not sure if you're really that into astrology. And I mentioned it, but Donald Trump and I share the same birthday. Mm, okay. <laughs> We're I knew both this. Gemini's, yes. And uh, Boy George, too. I think we even did we talk about it last week? I'm not Maybe. sure. Maybe. But, you know, there, as I was dissecting it, I had to kind of look at it through an astrological viewpoint as well because I was like, you know what? I understand that narcissism. I mean, you've seen me get mad. And I, yeah. and sometimes I get out of, and, you know, and, and my first thing to do is just to, you know, get defensive and crazy and erratic. And, so I really, it kind of made me like do some introspection on myself. I'm like, oh, what, hmm. what do I have similar to this person? Because, right, you know, I don't know. But there, there's, there's, that's multi-tiered as well. So well, of course it is. Everything's so layered. But I, you know, I, I think you know the the people have being surprised. I think the reason people are are saying that they're surprised is because I think every time. That, that there's some moment that's going to happen where it's like, oh, the president is going to be speaking from the Rose Garden or the president is going to be addressing um, uh, 
the Flint, Michigan crisis or whatever. Um, I always think people are like, this is, this is when he's going to turn it around. This is when this cosmic joke is we're going to realize that we had it all wrong. Mm -hmm. I think we're all waiting to go. Oh fuck. The, he he we had it wrong because mm-hmm. no one is really wanting to believe is this for real? Are we really living like you know if you ever wondered what you would do dur- during a pandemic you're doing it now. Like this is what you would be doing if those things in history happen because they're happening now but in our minds it's like this isn't really going to this isn't what he doesn't really mean that he fucked it up he's going to mean that not that we believe in him but we can't believe that somebody is truly never going to even one time go oh you know maybe he sees it like he doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't and he doesn't care who knows and none of them care that knows i am very concerned i'm very, very concerned. concerned i'm, very, very I'm worried about what could happen because everything that has happened thus far in the last four years has been so amplified and so magnified that expect anything you anything. know expect anything anything and i think that's why why when we're talking about the debate that's what we're talking about when people go god i'm surprised because right. there's still a bit of everyone i think everyone that is in these united states of america that says well everyone's got a breaking point and everyone's got a point where they're going to go god i'm a shitty person i shouldn't do this or that and i think people think okay he's got he's got to take up it's got to be somebody in his camp that's like look you're not doing this anymore you have right? to do what the people want. You're not doing this anymore. You're not talking this way. You don't mean this. But the he, but over and over, he's proving he does mean it. He means it. He means it in every bit of his fiber. And so many people are willing to defend him. Marginalized veterans, um, marginalized people that don't have, you know, that don't have enough money, but but are like, well, I'm white and he's white, so he want he protects me. He doesn't mm-hmm. protect you. No, absolutely not. He's not protecting you. He's you're not the same as him just because you're white. You're not the same. You're the same as everybody else because you bleed red. That's why you're the same. Yeah, insane. And he doesn't even look at you just because of the color of your skin as being no. the same. He is a, an alleged billionaire. Oh, what about the $750 in taxes? Oh, my God. I, I, I can't. I can't. I, I can't. I, I, can't. <laughs> I, still need se- I, need, I still need $750 from Cash App. That's what I need. So I'm cool. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm, I'm fucking cool on that whole tax. We knew that, though. Like, girl, bye. And then to be like, we don't want illegal immigrants here because they don't pay taxes. And then to turn around and be like, but the president's a smart man to figure out how to cheat the taxes. That's business. Is it? There's all these layers, but we're also sort of distracted constantly. If you could imagine a time before there was any social media where you just kind of dealt with the news and didn't have that distraction. Remember that? Remember? Um, yeah, you remember, remember? <laughs> member? Delta and I never say remember. We say member? Member. Member. I do member. I do member. And, I, you know, we talk about it, uh, too, when we talk about uh, the photo, like when we would take photos at shows. And that's something that we... we that's important to us is is documenting that stuff. The well, I don't know that I document it the way that I used to document it, even though it's more accessible to take pictures of yourself now. Mm-hmm. I feel like we used to really anticipate getting those pictures developed and, and having them <laughs> in your hands. And you know what's funny right. is my mom, I was trying to explain to her because she took some pictures uh, of uh, – 
um, I don't remember what, and she, and this was before the pandemic. And she said, Oh, I've got to print these out. And I said, why would you print them out? You have them on your phone. You don't need to print them out. And she had found some service where you upload your pictures to them. And she printed them out in, in, in duplicates and was give, sending them to my aunt. But oh my, my aunt God, has how an iPhone cute. too. It is cute. It is cute. And I just thought there used to be something special about that. Like, I don't know if mm-hmm. you ever carried a little photo book in your like. Of course. Remember when we used to carry metal lunch pails? Not for lunch, but as purses. Absolutely. I still do. I'm, yes. you know, once a goth, always a goth. So oh, also, also a happy October to you. Oh, um, I know. I, and I want so bad to look outside and go, oh my gosh. Like I want, I always think the first day of October <laughs> is going to be like um, the opening scene of, of, or, of Halloween where like Laurie Strode is like walking outside. The wind is rustling the leaves and it's not like that. I, my ass is sweaty right now. Like <laughs> under here, under my chichis is wet. Like I just, Ew, I, uh, but you grody. know, you feel it. You feel yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You feel it, Sus. I have that fantasy. Fantasy too. I really do, and uh, mm-hmm. um, we're not you know, having I, any of that. I, I always imagine it to be a San, you know a Sandra Bullock movie. All of them, just yes. with, with just pick one, any of them. <laughs> so, uh, any of them. Practical Magic. Let's start there. I always Love. I always imagine October and fall, but it never happens that way. <laughs> never. And, all right. Well, there's so much more to talk about, but we are going to take a break, and we will be right back. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, you're going to want to discover the 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. The Factor meals were so great. I love that they came in a recyclable container and with very little waste. And the food, delicious. My taste buds had a party exactly really good really easy to make loved it not a lot of cleanup because factor meals eliminates the hassle of the prepping the cooking and cleaning up simply heat and savor the good stuff and you can customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need and then pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle get chef prepared meals on the table in two minutes with factors ready to eat meals so you can get back to doing what you love this spring. And if you're looking for gourmet meals, try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. In fact, we're celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash drag50 drag 50. and use code drag50 drag 50. to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code drag50, drag 50. 50 at com slash Drag 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is still active. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. letters, some emails. People have been messaging us. They've been listening mm-hmm. to the podcast, Raja, and they I love it. Questions. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that people are, are listening, and I'm, we're, yeah. we're so, so glad to get your feedback. Anyway, continue. I'm just expressing my no, excitement. No, I love it, too. It's exciting, because they have similar interests, or mm-hmm. they know that we've experienced things that maybe they could get a little guidance with, or just a little, you know. So mm-hmm. I have the first one that I would like to share with you. Okay. And just so people know that uh, they can write us, you can email us every week at delta and raja at gmail.com. So, you know, we'll go through these and we'll we'll pick something that we think is a part of a conversation that other people might be interested in. And this first letter comes from Chris. Okay. Hi, my name's Chris, and I'm a huge fan of you guys or your guys' drag. I was just wondering how I should go about becoming a working drag queen myself. I'm only 19, so I'm not sure if any bar would allow me in, but I absolutely love playing in makeup, performing in my room, embodying various personas. What was the first time like for you performing in drag? And what should I do to get myself on stage somewhere? P.S. I don't really care about making money from it. I just want to live out my fantasies of being on stage. And that's Chris. Hmm. Chris. Well, there's few. That's a. It's like a a, a trifle. It's a. It's a tiered question. Mm-hmm. There's multi layers to this. Um, very that. It's very that. It's very trifle. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, tri- okay. you're a trifling bitch. You is trifling. Hold on. Okay. What's the first part of this? Let's see. Um, how would I go about becoming a working drag queen myself? Mm-hmm. I'm only 19, so I'm not sure if any bar would allow. Well, you know, you're 19, baby. I um you know I'm t- t- fuck I can't believe I'm saying this I'm 26 years older than you yeah and uh, when I was 19 when I was 19 as I shake my proverbial brainstone cane um <laughs> when I was 19 it was a different time you know I mean uh, uh they weren't so strict on IDs and in fact I lied to a club and because I was tall and uh, you know and uh, at that time, it's like, a, a, you know, the more stuff you put on and the more makeup, the more believable it was. No one could really actually question how old you are. Mm-hmm. And my first gig was at Oz in Buena mm-hmm. Park. I was 19 years old and it was a 21 and overnight. And I somehow convinced Bonnie. Remember? Remember? I do remember, remember Bonnie. Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie, the bartender, <laughs> who was the uh, younger sister of the owner. Bodhi. Um, Bodhi, yes. I would go and sit in the bar with the grown-ups because it was split. It was actually, it was an 18 and overnight, but I would go and sit in the bar and hang out with all the olders and do my thing. And I and I and I and I basically faked it and they believed me. So, but I think mm-hmm. that works differently now. I think people can easily find out how old you are. But what I find most interesting in this is in this question is uh Chris says. But I absolutely love playing in makeup, performing in my room, and embodying various personas. Mm-hmm. Listen, 
I'm 46 years old and I still do that. Yeah. That is that is the biggest part of uh drag is the fantasy when you're in your own bubble and you create the imagery that you think an audience will see eventually and you you create it. You create it and you have that personal time. It's it's um you know, it's experimentation. It's it really is living in your fantasies and first and foremost that has to be the priority. I think. Don't you? I do. I do think that's the priority. And I feel like um, you have to, uh, if, you, if you want, well, if you want to do drag for a living, um, mm-hmm. drag has to be your passion. So, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't have to be particularly female impersonation. Once upon a time, that was the goal. That's my goal. I like being a female impersonator. I also like being a celebrity impersonator. I like doing that as well. But I like female impersonation. There's people that mm-hmm. like male impersonation. There's, but but now we're fortunate because there's so many types of drag and so many um, platforms to respect drag in its different forms. Mm-hmm. And I think that's necessary and important. And I think when Chris says that uh, Chris is... Uh, trying out these different personas and playing with makeup, I think it's important to do that because you don't have to be um, one type of drag. But what you do have to remember, especially when you're starting out, is um, there's something that I've noticed with, uh, and it's only been in the past 10, I would say less than 10 years, probably seven years or so. And it's this thing where we talk about all drag being valid, and it is, Mm -hmm. and um, everyone's type of drag being respected, and it should be. Mm -hmm. But... It's very difficult if you haven't been in the trenches to exp- – and Chris is saying that being paid isn't important. But if you want to be a working queen, you will get paid. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to be paid, you have to, quote, pay your dues. And I know people say, well, I don't really want to go do drag because it's really expensive. So if I show up in drag, I need to be paid. Well, it would be nice if you could be paid. But unfortunately, a lot of, quote, artists uh, do a lot of art – that they say they're that you know they're doing it for the art. You do that um, a, a little bit underappreciated, underpaid, overworked. Mm-hmm. That's just the nature of the beast. When mm-hmm. I was coming up in drag, I remember, and, and you'll remember this because you were there for every single moment of my coming up in drag. Um, I we we had a lot of contests here in Southern California, and we still have them. Pandemic aside. Um, mm-hmm. And you enter these contests and, and you and you maybe win 50 bucks or you maybe mm-hmm. win uh, a spot in the next – a paid spot in the next show. You win something like that. It's important to enter those contests because that's where you can make your mistakes. That's what it's for. It's for mm-hmm. you to go and say, God, I thought that was going to work out. I just looked dumb. But you didn't look dumb. You, were, you learn what didn't work. Mm-hmm. That didn't mm-hmm. work for me. That's not what I'm comfortable doing until you get to that point. And it's also important to go to bars or, or clubs um, – and, or even restaurants. There's plenty of restaurants uh, all around this country. I'm not sure where Chris is from, but all around this country, there are chains of restaurants that are all ages. And mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they serve food, all ages can come in and, and, and go watch the contest, see what that's about, and right. then see where you fit into that and when you're comfortable doing that. But I think, like Raja said, the bottom line is you have to have a passion for it. And we know many people, we've seen many people who want to be on Drag Race or they want to be on Dragula or something, and they want to um, just be a star. 
Mm-hmm. And they figure, oh, well, I'll just be a star. I'll just do drag because I see drag queens become stars. But if it's not your passion, it's going to show. And you're not going to get that cred from uh, that, that street cred, that club cred. You're not going to get any of that. People are just going to go, well, what do you really do in drag? Like, what is your thing? What is it that mm-hmm. you're giving? And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I don't know. I just, my friend puts my makeup on me. But Chris is, Chris is off to a good start because Chris has a passion for creating these personas with makeup and all that. And I love that. And I think Chris could go far. Yeah, I everything you said, I agree with a thousand percent. I think paying the dues is definitely a big part of it. I think Chris and many other kids are so lucky to have social media in a sense that they have that as a stage, especially during this sure. time. Because if you live anywhere in America, we don't even know if anything will open till the end of 2021. So, you know, if this is that time when you can really sort of create the character, create who you who who is inside of you, who you uh, you know, really Im- become that that character. And this is a time for you to rehearse, to practice, and also to kind of show off to your friends through your s- social media. And um, I think, too, what, you, what you're hitting on, is too, is like, you know, we've talked about, you know, with the the idea of respecting all drags and all forms and <clears throat> being, the, quote, the character. You know, for someone like Raja or myself, whether we're in drag or out of drag, you're always going to get Raja. You're always going to get Delta because it's just who we are inside, just an extension. Like, this is precisely. really just... It really is just an extension of us. Now, I know there are some people that believe that they are a, a character that they bring to the stage and they they are more comfortable speaking in third person. They're more comfortable saying, oh, this is the, the, the scent that I wear when I'm this character. For us, unless we're like, you know, impersonating a celebrity for a celebrity impersonation theme or something – Mm-hmm. we're always going to be Raja and Delta. You know, it's just going to be mm-hmm. whether or not we're in an evening gown or we're in shredded denim or I'm in a caftan, whatever it is. Like I'm usually I, wearing all of those things at once. At one time. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think, like, um, I, I think that, that that's what keeps us going for a long time. I, we've always talked about how it's like, we, we're no matter what we're wearing, you know, mm-hmm. this is just a, I feel like in dra- being in drag just gives me carte blanche to maybe do more or say more or maybe get more attention from people to what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But it's, I'm always going to be the same opinion. People call me Delta in or out of drag. I prefer that um, just because I feel like if somebody like calls me Gabriel, I think it's my mom talking to me. <laughs> so I'm like, oh shit, what happened? You get it. Yeah. Ultimately, at some point, you know, you're going to have to get on stage and uh, because stage presence, ultimately, even with the makeup, hair and costuming skills, uh, if you have no stage presence and don't know how to command an audience uh, in any way, people will know. They'll know. They will, they will see know. It. They will absolutely see it. And you know what? At some point, when you feel comfortable enough, Chris, and whoever is listening who is uh, curious about beginning a career in drag, at some point, you're going to have to make those mistakes. You're going to have to get on stage and you're going to have to learn to make your presence known. Can I get an amen? <laughs> but if you're going to do these contests, you know you better be on time. You better uh, keep your station clean. You better keep Sis. your nose clean. You uh-huh. better do all of those things. You better tip the uh-huh. fucking bartender. And on top of all of that, before any, well, after all of that, once you do become a working drag queen, please, I cannot stress this enough. When you do get a gig somewhere, mm-hmm. please understand <laughs> that compensation and facilitation are two different things. Compensation and facilitation are two different things. Just because somebody's paying you money doesn't mean they have to stop there. If you are getting booked to fly across the country, which we're not getting to do too much now. I miss uh, it so much. uh, 
giving someone a place to stay, a, a hotel room and all that stuff. That's, that's facilitation. That's not the pay boo. Like that's not, I'm going to need some of this. Some of these. I need, I need this. And then I need <laughs> you to do this. And I need a place to do this. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, for we'll get people, on that. we'll get on that later. That's for the pros. All of this is where uh, Delta gesturing into driving. Give me, uh, give me a ride. Give me a place to sleep. And then give me the coin. Yeah, but all of that. My takeaway from RuPaul is, uh, and I've made the mistake, even though I knew better, I've made the mistake, but my takeaway from RuPaul is uh, you get your first check before your foot hits the airplane and you get mm-hmm. your second check before your foot hits the stage. And I've been guilty of knowing that and not doing that, but we can talk about that at a later time. Oh, I have the greatest Lady Bunny story, but we'll talk about that another time too. Yeah. The other thing I want to mention too is, you know what, You if you are new, I don't care if you're new. I won RuPaul's Drag Race 10 years ago, okay? I'm not new to anything, but one thing I always do in every single town, whether it be local, abroad, or anywhere else, I go into the dressing room and I say hello to all the queens. It is your responsibility. I want to. It is your responsibility to work as a team. Now, they may not say hello back to you, they but will at not, least sometimes. you know in your own conscience that you've gone and reached out to all of your colleagues and coworkers and respectfully said hello, acknowledge their presence. If you know them, give them a hug, say hello. You know, that to me is so, so, so important. I can't stand it when a, a, uh, a new queen just pops up and, uh, and could give a flying fuck if I was in the room or not. I think that is the most rude thing because mm-hmm. ultimately when you're working in an evening or if you're doing a show, a brunch or whatever, you're part of a collective. You know, yeah. you're part of an experience and you're all the crazy horse girls in Paris. Yes. In my in my mind, you are all part of a team. So be a team member. Say yes. hello. Be courteous. And you know what? Maybe the queen sitting next to you will give you the lend you the bobby pin if you didn't bring it or right. let you use some of that pump it up or or, yeah. you know, or, uh, you know, because emergencies do happen. But. I think ultimately as performers and as human beings, a little courtesy and a little bit of professionalism, a lot of professionalism counts. I could not agree more about how important. And I have some good stories about that too. We both do. And I can't wait to share them on a future podcast. <laughs> wait, we, I, we, I can... we, we're going to go into, we're going to have to go into commercial really soon. But listen, there, there was this time, I got to tell you real quick, Lady Bunny did not get her check. <laughs> <laughs> We were in Denver, and when I tell you the fit that she threw was one that I'm surprised you didn't hear in California because we were in Denver together. Keep going. I want to hear more. And I, you know, I was the, I, her and I were the special guest. I was going on before her, and I was the first person to go on stage. As my name is being announced, I hear, Rosa! And she's all I hear is Lady Bunny fucking cussing. I turn because I'm at the top of the stage. The curtain is about to open, and I look over my shoulder, and there is Lady Bunny throwing a fit, and she is wrestling with the security. Her wig is still on her head, though. So thank thank God for that. But you know, hey, 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 you know, give me the fucking money. Uh, Yep, show it. All this, all this, all this. Need a little more some I'll tell you about the girl. We there's a story about this too. I'll tell you that later. All right, all right we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break, and we will be right back with Raja Delta. Very that. Very that. 
right, kids, we're back with Very That. And uh, this is a, a fun segment that we started, and it's called, what's it called, Delta? This is see something. see something. You see something. Oh, you see something. Oh, I see something? something. What do you see? Do you see something? <laughs> well, this, I mean, I feel like the last, we have so many pictures documented from like, honestly, about four different places. And the, and the mm-hmm. past few that we've been seeing are, um, are from West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. particular one is obviously at Christmas time. Yes. And you know, Christmas time is like any, anything from today, October 1st through Valentine's Day is like, <laughs> that's when I come to life. I hibernate um, during the summer. I mean, I do go places clearly, but this Halloween, Thanksgiving, I mean, all of that stuff is so important to me. And Christmas, I love, love, love Christmas. And I love any reason to wear a crinoline because a crinoline can conceal so many things. And so <laughs> this um, is us at, at, at Christmas time. And you know, for us, especially doing drag, Christmas show is not just on Christmas. It's like anytime after Halloween, you can throw in a Christmas number because mm-hmm. the holidays is all all holiday. It's, it's, it's yeah. all the whole season. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, you can still wear red red and green if you want. Um, yeah. So I, I, this is just us, you know, doing the damn thing. I remember I made that skirt. Actually, that skirt fabric is so hard to find anymore. I have looked for years for that same thing because I threw that skirt out because it wasn't properly made. And now I can't find that same beautiful plaid that's like that tartan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not a thing. But I guess it's not trend. It's not a, like tartan is not a trend for Christmas anymore. That's shame. That's I guess. Sad. But also hmm. that's my Kathy Dennis bodysuit. Remember Kathy Dennis when I used to do yes. that all the time? <laughs> With a little keyhole cut in the Uh the titties right there. Also, I'm noticing in the picture that I'm also wearing tartan or plaid. I remember that. Yep, I I remember that was um. Remember when tar? Remember, remember when Target used Target used to have like different designers and they would like yeah. I own the Steven Sprouse bathing suit. Steven Sprouse is now dead. I actually have an Alexander McQueen for Target bathing suit. I have a Jean. I have multiple Jean Paul Gaultier pieces, and I think this. I don't remember what designer it was, but it was like some designer thing for Target. So nice. it was inexpensive. But what I'm marveling at the most is uh-huh. my wasped in waist. That yeah, you are t- extra tiny here. You're extra Mary, tiny. Mary, Mary. Oh, mean, my God. Uh, I could not even try to fit into a corset like that when I see the children. Oh, when I you see the could. Children. No. Cease, I bet no. you if Philip Philip put you into it, you could. <laughs> <laughs> or Eddie, yes. I have uh, Eddie. P- friends who are very strict about a corset fit. And I and I, admi- and I love seeing the, the youngins, the, the violet tchotchkes, because... Guess what? You don't get to you don't get to have that forever. It takes a lot of work. Now I would imagine using that same red velvet versatile fashions corset as a neck piece. Yeah, that's a nice gauntlet <laughs> for me. Yeah, I might need a, a a second one as a boot cover, you know, because it probably hugs my ankles just Damn. as snugly. I I don't. I I'm just I'm so. I just, I wish, and I still own the corset as if I'm going to try to fit into it one day. Um, but it still exists. Uh, and uh, and I know exactly what number I did in that. I probably did uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. 
Of course you did. Of course right. you did. That's the go-to Christmas number. That's the number that everybody likes to hear at Christmas. And, you know, Mariah Mariah comes to life around this time of year. You know, she's, she's she re- almost ready as soon as new or as soon as Halloween next next morning. It's mm-hmm. Mariah Carey season. And as it should be. I mean, uh, you know, Mariah's a girl for all seasons, but that's specific. And you know me, I gag because we live we live in Southern California and uh-huh. I gag for um Coast 103.5 to start the all oh, Christmas yes. 24 hours a day and I got pissed a couple of years ago because they were like oh the day after Christmas we're done and I was like hell no it's Christmas till after New Year's it's mm-hmm. actually Christmas till Three Kings Day so don't fucking play with me I need to wow. hear it and I know I have Pandora radio and satellite radio I don't give a fuck I want to hear it on Coast Radio <laughs> I, that's what I want to hear all the time Christmas Christmas I'm sure yeah I think there there would be a Christmas channel for music Coast, that you can listen yeah. to all there year. There is. There is. Coast 103.5. All year. Oh, all year. Well, all you year. have to listen to that on, uh, you have to listen to that on Pandora Radio. Which is, you know, uh, ironic because I uh, probably really only truly, truly enjoyed Christmas as a theme during mm-hmm. theme nights at drag shows because I hate Christmas. I am very unlike you in that way. Listen to me first. I worked at Nordstrom and I worked at Mac Cosmetics as a young person, 19 I years old, much like I worked at them all. Sis, no, I just and and you know what? I just I I don't I just don't love it. I don't love it anymore. I do love the colors. I love the bright lights, and that's probably it. I love the festivities, but in, as I've as I've become older and found my own ways, because it was always very religious time for me, mm. and I've never and I never really loved that part. Maybe. Um, is it, so are you I sure found, it's not I've, because in, inside you feel poor and unloved? Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> You're not that privileged is it. like me. I, I'm, I'm privileged. Listen, bitch, I do not need Christmas to make me feel poor or unprivileged. I, you know, I can do that all year round, but I just, I don't love it. And I, and I, and I, the only times I've really, really enjoyed it was when I, when I've gotten to perform or be with my, you know, theme nights, theme nights. Well, guess what? Santa Claus still loves you, and I still love you, and I think you deserve a tamale. And See, I love tamale. I love, the, I love the food. I love the oh, food. I love down. I, I love oh, Christmas food is wonderful. Christmas uh, sweets. I you know I'm more okay. of a savory person, but I definitely indulge in the sweets during Christmas sure. time. Um, yeah, there are things, there are elements that I love about it. I don't love the commercial commercialism of it and the need for us to to feel stressed out about not being able to get someone a gift or inviting a certain person yeah. to an event and all of that is stressful to me. And I, and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I love most, the great majority of my relatives. We are all pretty much a, a very, very close knit family, but then there, there are certain members that I just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. I'm no, a person. No, I think what you said is so true. I, cause it wasn't until recently that I was able to wrap I hate my Black s- Friday. I hate Black right. Friday. I hate that that visual of people uh, beating be beating each other up it in order defeats to defeats the purpose. Oh, I hate it. I hate yeah. it so much. And it wasn't until recently that I realized what you're saying is so true that like you know that forcing yourself to buy mm-hmm. gifts for people that you know first of all don't give a shit if you gave them a gift or not, and second of all definitely don't appreciate the thought that you put into it. Why should we have to do that? And you don't have to do it. And it's only as I've gotten older that. That I realized 
like it's not going to uh it's only going to make me feel better if i just do that and celebrate the way that i celebrate with people who do care and do mm-hmm. and, and are interested and of course yes. you know as they say i know it's trite but you know christmas is with us all year round if you want to give someone a gift you can give them a gift if you want to or you or spending your time with them as a gift or or uh you know sharing thoughts with them as a gift and mm-hmm. um and i know again i'm not trying to be so preachy about it but i really do mean it and i know you mean the same thing that right. um that forcing yourself to do it it just makes you feel ugly and we shouldn't be available to have to do things that make us feel ugly right. i don't want to feel well, gross th- yeah yeah i was trying I to find out i was trying to insult you and make a joke about you that can, but i'm, I'm because clearly not be that ugly. clever look look <laughs> Look see at, something? You find you something? <laughs> How could I be ugly ever? Wait, hold on. Where's my? Because you know when I talk a lot, the corners of my mouth go away. So I, I over here modeling. Well, that happens to ugly people. So um. Okay. Well, you're ugly. But you know, I found you know the, with the spirituality and 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 uh, Jesus thing and uh, Jesus, retail, Jesus, Jesus, and, and the retailness of it all. I found my way of celebrating winter in in my my different versions of mysticism that i've adopted over the years Uh, i like i have i like i love celebrate i celebrate solstice more than i do december 25th you know soltan with the solstice do you make a poultice (laughs) i do and uh with that that's just really just a quick segue because um raja gemini hold on raja gemini.com now exists and the first set of raja tarot cards are now on Ooh. sale. Yes, I'll give you a set, sis. Yeah, you will. Yeah. I will They're beautifully those. done. They're done by my friend um, Camilla Reyes, who's a brilliant illustrator. Nice. And I don't know much. I, you know, I use tarot as a tool, but I don't, I, I'm, I, the imagery that she created was so beautiful that I had to create a set and it's now kind of, you know, again, I'm a bit of a narcissist, so it's kind of allowed me I to. I that. Yeah. You create They're beautiful. Art. They're Why beautiful. They're it? beautiful. So anyway. Anyway, see something? I see something. I hope that uh, we get to perform during the holiday season somewhere. You do. And maybe maybe, maybe uh, we'll schedule my time to go and perform with you executive suites. Well, I'll do it before that. Yeah, Christmas you will. is far you away. Will. We haven't even... I want to do, do, like, the Halloween time. Well, listen, I'm... Halloween is... I, I'm making an in-person appearance tonight um, at the executive suite, and mm-hmm. I am very tempted to start my Halloween numbers now because you know how much I love Halloween as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, like, do I do my Lily Munster now? I actually have a brand new number sitting, two new numbers sitting over here on the mannequin, um, <laughs> and I'm very excited about um, Nurse Ratched and, and something from Scooby-Doo. What about... Uh, Daphne from Scooby Doo. I'm into yes! it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Or why so don't you just, why don't why don't you just do Scooby Doo? <laughs> why don't you just do Shaggy like you're doing right now? <laughs> oh my God! Go well, no, I think everyone needs Halloween more than ever this year. Uh, yes. Everyone needs a bit of fantasy and some fun, and I'm very very much looking forward to the gayest holiday and the most wonderful holiday of the year, in my opinion. It's gonna be um, great. I love I love Halloween so so much. I'm glad that we're here uh, and uh, we're in fall, autumn. I love Boo. it. So yeah. is it what is it? Um, uh, what is it? Uh, fall equinox or what do you sell? How do you do all that with the tarot cards and stuff? I'm 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 unclear. 
The tarot doesn't really relate so much to the holidays. I guess you can you can do tarot every day. You can do it multiple times a day. It's, well, it's I'm just, just a I'm tool, just diminishing. But... I'm just I'm just making fun of you. <laughs> I know you are, but then I was trying to like back it up, and I couldn't back it so... up. Back it in. Let me begin. <laughs> um, is that it? Are we done? Oh my god, we're so done. I hate that part. I because well, we'll we'll continue our conversations privately, whether it be through. Uh, Instagram messaging or text. Um, or both at the same time. Or both. And uh, we're encouraging everybody that's listening and watching right now to definitely send in some questions. Tell us where you're from, too, because we want to know how far this is being reached. I want to know if people... Um, uh, one of my good friends, Dallas Della Force, who's a icon yes. as far as uh, drag is concerned in Australia, is a big lover of the show already so and sweet. so i know it's reaching australia so we'd love to hear from you guys make sure that you send your messages um and your locations do you think it's going to mars is it delta and raja or raja and delta gmail it is uh delta and raja at gmail.com that's what it is seem yeah. yeah it's only episode four i'll know i'll know all this by like episode 25 Find something. Uh, find something. People, so, you know, I've had people message and they say that they want to hear a full version of this this song, <laughs> a full version of find of see something, find something. Very that. Oh, I think so too. I think we yeah, can, we have we, it. We have it in yeah. us. I mean, you know, they 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 have all of our vocals. We did it all. You know, we did it all in one evening. And I think there's a track there. I think we can definitely do a music video for it. Oh, um, yeah. We could be like you, we, like Cardi B and Megan The Stallion kind of video. You know, what oh, do you well, think? Well, I'm definitely can give you wet ass right now because it is warm. Today. <laughs> it is warm. But I mean, I've got a shit. I've got some. I've got some bars that could be put back into that track. So you know, mm, I know. Well, people, I know there's people who don't believe that I could sing, but uh, I just, uh, you know, I just haven't given you everything yet. I've got moves you haven't seen before. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Fucking wow, mom. <laughs> Fucking wow. <laughs> oh well, my God. Listen, thank you guys mm-hmm. so much for listening to Very That with Delta and Raja. We are uh, available every Monday. You can check mm-hmm. us out and you have to subscribe. So subscribe to us so that way you get an alert. You know exactly when the podcast comes out. You can mm-hmm. listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yep. or Anywhere that you procure all of your podcasts that you love to listen to. And please rate us. Tell everybody how much you're enjoying it. Share it on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, anywhere you want. We would love to hear from you. We would love for you to share um, Mm -hmm. in our stories and some of our shenanigans and tomfoolery. See something. Something. Well, before you, before before we exit, I'm gonna have to find that photo of us at the RuPaul contest. So let's hope that by next week. Oh, remember okay. that? <laughs> yeah, we need to find that. Or you, you know, I actually I don't have it, but I know there's people out there who follow us that may have been to shows in the past, <laughs> and may have pictures of stuff. So if you happen to have pictures of me and Raja together, mm-hmm. or even separate, I we could see separate pictures of us. Um, from maybe just different events that are a long time ago. We're not talking about like Raja at Pride last year in, you know, in West Hollywood. We want to see Raja at Pride in Costa Mesa in 1999. <laughs> That's what I... Or 1995. I want you to send pictures of us performing at Encounters. <laughs> yes yes please um yes and thank you so much thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week 
Also, you can follow us on uh, on Instagram at Sutanam Rule um, or just Delta Work on Instagram. And we will be back next Monday with a very new episode of Very That. Very That. Have a great day, everyone. Forever. To listen to Very That ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Very That is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and Raja. Music, sound design, and editing by Will Pitts. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 